I'll just keep it brief. Okay. <laughs> what a joke. I love when I tell myself I'm going to keep something brief because <laughs> incoming long story. You're listening to the Millennial Musician Podcast with your host, recording artist and music career strategist, Shay Leonia. On with the show. Are any of you watching the Junior Bake Off from the Great British Bake Off? Because well, if you are, then skip over this part because I don't want to provide any spoilers for you. But I absolutely fell in love with Will, the Pudge Gordon Ramsay. Um, my God. But when he got kicked off and he started crying, I wanted to just like reach through the screen and just choke out the adults that threw my favorite character off the show. How fucking dare you. Today's episode is taking a completely different turn from what I had planned (laughs) because in a very selfish way, I don't feel like picking up a pen. I don't have the energy uh, to pick up a pen and journal about what happened this week. So this this episode is going to be of me clearing my throat and telling you about what I learned from this week, why it was so insane, and hopefully it will give you some insight into my story um, as this develops. But starting next week, I, I reassure you, I have some really stunning episodes coming up. I cannot believe some of the people that I have on my schedule. You are going to be hearing directly from whew, some major TikTok Uh, creators slash singers. You are going to be hearing from venue managers. Um, You are going to be hearing from mental health specialists. It is, I'm telling you, my calendar right now is popping. And most importantly, you're also going to be hearing direct from my mouth about this real-time situation of me releasing my very first EP. That's right. In real time, I have been going through the release of my EP. I released it exclusively on Bandcamp this past Friday. It's going to be on all streaming platforms this coming Friday, October 14th. So uh, you're, you're, you're getting it in real time. Fuck my life. I don't even know if you can hear it, but the dogs are barking now. The dogs at my neighbors. Do you hear it? <laughs> I can't. Oh, life of a podcast host. <clears throat> All right, so I feel like I should give you some context and I'm really I'm struggling on how much context I should I should provide. Um I'll just keep it brief. Okay. <laughs> what a joke. I love when I tell myself I'm going to keep something brief because <laughs> incoming a long story. All right. So for the context, I was born and raised in Jersey. Not New Jersey. Jersey. To me, New Jersey is anything central and below. I am from northern New Jersey. Uh, I, for the last like 15 plus years, I was living like five minutes outside the Bronx. For the last 13 years, I was in the most hellish apartment ever. Um, I would have thought that it was like the worst of the worst until I just recently finished reading Viola Davis's book. So <laughs> now I, I, I know that I I had it easy in comparison to Viola Davis's upbringing. Incredible book, by the way. Everyone should read it. But 
it was still very, very hellish. I, as I was leaving, like, it was almost like I was just oblivious to how bad it was while I was in it because it came along at a time where I desperately needed somewhere to go. And that was the place that was going to be my apartment. And, um, but it was supposed to just be temporary and temporary turned into 13 years. And it never should have because, I, I I've officially learned and accepted the fact that where you live uh is is a direct reflection of your mental health. Um and so every time I listen to Gary V, as much as I love Gary V, I do have a major issue and I do see a lot of privilege in him saying, you know, live in absolute squalor or like, you know, like rent a room somewhere and have roommates and all this shit to just for the sake of saving money. To me, no. I absolutely absolutely not because for I'm the type of I mean I'm granted there are the types of people that can do that that can just like keep their head down go go like rent out that back room in some shady crack house and you know and just do what they got to do and then get out of there I am not one such person as I experienced living in this shithole of an apartment I am the type of person that when I live in a shithole I stay in the shithole because I don't see that I'm capable of anything else and so I was not doing anything to help myself in that situation to get out. I fell behind on bills. I was working as a waitress. And so, you know, there, there's for anybody that has never been a server, you might think, oh, but servers, they make all this money. Here's what they're not realizing. Servers pay at the end of the year. They pay taxes. We don't ever get a tax return. So I never felt like I was getting ahead. I would get the cash each night and then the I would try to pay the the bill in full that I had coming along. And now mind you, I had no financial education growing up either. So so there was that element. Um so I was just behind on absolutely everything and I was so exhausted mentally and emotionally and spiritually that I was sleeping every day until 2 p.m. Then I would wake up in time to go to work and then I would come home and I would stay awake until six in the morning. And I I just, I wasn't living life. And I did that for 13 years. I feel in retrospect, like I missed out on 13 years of my life because I just slept through it. I slept through it as much as possible. Um, this apartment had zero windows. It had horrific upstairs neighbors. And I knew these people growing up. So I never imagined that we would reach the point where we were having screaming matches uh, for me asking the most simple, you know, cur- courtesy type of things like, hey, it's one in the morning. Would you mind like telling the kids to stop running around like toddlers at one in the morning running back and forth across? I just I can't even make this shit up. Um, not to mention the smell of the apartment. God, anybody that ever stepped foot in my apartment, I am so sorry because it was there was nothing that I could do. This apartment, it felt like God or so, like the genie from Aladdin had picked up this house and just soaked it in someone's armpits or sweaty crotch and then just put it back on the street 
and then put people to live inside of it. That's how it smelled 24-7. It was just marinated. I'm talking the carpets were marinated. The the used couch that stayed there for 13 years. I don't even want to think about who owned that couch and what happened on that couch before I moved in. But I just accepted it. I accepted it as like, what's that saying of like the frog that's in the water as the water's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and the the frog just gets used to the temperature. So it doesn't, it's like, you know, by the, it's really gruesome, but it's like by the time the the water is so hot and it's, it kills the frog. Yeah, that's how, that's how it was living in that apartment. Um, I did not have a moment to catch up to my own life until the pandemic. And I, I do have a lot of guilt around that because the pandemic was so tragic for so many people. But for me, it was the chance that I needed to pause the world while I got caught up. And I, somehow or other, I, I just, I, I was following my gut instincts and my gut instincts were like, you need to do a mold test on this apartment because it is disgusting. And so I... And oh, that's what that's what happened. So there were leaks happening in my kitchen to the point where my ceiling fell. And so I had I brought my landlord in and he hired a plumber to come look at the leak. And he's looking at the leak and the guy is telling him, the plumber's telling my landlord, and I'm over, I'm just eavesdropping. He's like, you need to fix this because the pipes are so old and so damaged that it's only going to keep happening and it's going to keep happening this year like in within the next several months it's going to get worse and worse and worse and this is inhabil- inhabitable and my landlord was saying we'll just fix this part for now and i was just shocked because i was just i think that was when i started to wake up and realize like bitch you are living in squalor um <laughs> yeah like only person that had it worse was Viola Davis. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, just finished reading her book. It was incredible. And so at, from that point, I was like, I need to do something because I'm months behind on on rent because I hadn't been receiving my unemployment yet. And I just finally was like, get a mold test, get a mold test done. So I go and there was this company that was doing like, uh, like a, a, pandemic type of special where you didn't have to pay for the extra labor costs. And it was just $50 to get this mold test. So I get the mold test and sure enough, it comes back and they call me. The The person that from the company calls me and they were like, hey, I just wanted to go over your results with you. You should probably look into getting a lawyer because there is black mold all up in your shit. And I was like, fuck, man. Like it was the it was the ammunition that I needed to be able to leave and walk away from the situation. But at the same time, I was also very concerned about my own health because for years I had, had I had been having memory issues. I had frequently had bronchitis. Uh, there were just so many different health issues that I, that I hadn't recorded or kept track of, which is the reason why I didn't pursue the legal route. Um, what I did do was I, I did consult with a few lawyers and I ended up like, telling my landlord, hey, I'm basically like paraphrasing here. I was like, I'm leaving. I will not seek out damages if you don't seek out the remainder of this rent because I'm leaving because there is black mold in here and I have the pictures in the video. Um, So I was able to leave 
And for a while, I kept my I kept my belongings at the apartment because I didn't know how to deal with black mold. Everybody was telling me, oh, you have to treat all of your belongings because if you just bring them into a new apartment, it'll spread to the new apartment. But I just didn't have the money. I didn't have the luxury. I ended up getting a mycotoxin test that showed positive for mold poisoning within my system. So um, my my urine test showed that I had like seven times the amount of what's normal for, you know, or not normal, but like acceptable for mold levels <laughs> in your body. But it was just insane. It was insane. So anyway... That's like a brief version of the backstory on this hellish apartment with no windows, uh, bug infested, just soaked in disgustingness apartment. Um, So imagine quarantining there. It was awful. And I was like trying to do some work from home. It just wasn't happening. Um, So then I ended up moving to live with my sister. My My sister let me stay with her for a few months. I slept on my nephew's bunk bed, which did wonders on my back, let me tell you. That is extra sarcasm there. But I'm still still grateful that I had a place to go. But uh, I was really scared for a second because um, luckily, by the grace of God, I had been working throughout 2019 on fixing my credit. My credit had been atrocious before that. But within like two months, I managed to really do a great job on fixing my credit. And lo and behold, I had no idea that I was, that I had fixed it in time for me to be eligible for any apartment. Um, or that there would be like a pandemic Lovato and the world would get shut down. Who knew? Anyway, so I'm living with my sister for uh, uh, several months and I finally end up getting this apartment in Philly. And the apartment is massive, like massive, massive. I have it all to myself. I, a lot of people ask me, why did I move to Philly? And a lot of my friends who are listening to this episode might not realize that I live in Philly now, but it's like, hey, by the way, I live in Philly. I I swear I did not want to announce it because people felt a way giving me gigs knowing that I lived in Jersey. So imagine them offering me gigs knowing that I live in Philly. I still want to be offered gigs out of New York. You know, I still want, I don't want people deciding for me that I can't travel. I will travel for gigs. If it, if the pay is right, I will travel. So that's why I hesitated on coming forward about talking about moving to Philly. But anyway, so I moved to Philly. And the reason why was because I I asked myself, I didn't want to be the kind of person that was going to say, oh, I spent my whole life living in Jersey, born in Jersey, died in Jersey, like always lived in Jersey. Didn't want that to be me. I eventually want to end up in LA. That's, that's the dream. Um, but I also want to live in other countries for since at a time. But for now, I was like, let me inch my way out. So I decided Philly was the next best bet. My best friend also lives uh, in Philly and was going to be close by. And I was like, all right, let me let me give this a shot. I'm still, Philly is perfect because it's still close enough where I can drive to and from New York easily. Um, I can still drive to and from Jersey easily. So it kind of feel, felt perfect. And then when I found this apartment, it was even more perfect because let me tell you, as a musician, the floors and ceilings in this apartment complex are concrete. So while I can hear dogs barking, it's literally just because of the windows. I have a 
massive balcony window, floor to ceiling balcony window in my living room. I have two windows, not one, but two windows in my kitchen because I'm a corner unit. I have two big ass windows in my bedroom and I have a window in my bathroom. Like I have windows galore. It is such a blessing to have windows because I wake up to sunlight now. There has not been a single day that I have slept until two o'clock. I can't even imagine sleeping until two o'clock. Today, I was zonked out of my mind. I didn't even set my alarm and I forced myself to stay in bed and I still woke up at 9.30. Like (laughs) that's me sleeping in these days. So I'm just super, super grateful to live in this apartment, but it came at a cost. And the cost was that I miss my friends. I miss being able to just like hop on a bus. I don't miss the bus itself for anybody that's been on the dollar bus. Um, But I miss being able to just hop on the bus and go to an event or, you know, just just be surrounded by the people that are always like, Shay, Shay, you know, like I miss that so much. Um, I have my best friend here, but, you know, she's she's a mom. And like, (laughs) she's got a whole job and career herself. So, you know, it's not like I can always have her at my side when I need her. It's not like we're both like, you know, it's, it's just, you know, she's got her own life. And I have some friendships that are forming. Um, like I have Callie out here, who's been an awesome friend, but I don't really have that many friends out here yet. All of my friends are in New York. So that is the context and the preface of leading up to what inspired this week. Monday. All right. I really need to start keeping a journal because I don't really remember what happened on Monday, aside from the fact that it was just like a lot of meetings on the books. I remember that. Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday, my friends from college, we all got together because one of them, Irene, was in town from Illinois and we decided to go see our other friend, Kevin, on Broadway because he is in Moulin Rouge. And he's been in Moulin Rouge since before the pandemic. Um, So, so fucking proud of him. And we met up at PS Kitchen. For anybody that has been or has not been to PS Kitchen, that shit is expensive. (laughs) That shit is expensive. It's like entrees are like $23. Appetizers are like $16. Like it's a fucking pricey place. But what was funny, and I had to take a moment, um, I, I told my friends this. I was like, do you guys remember when we used to have to scrounge up coins just to be able to save up enough for a slice of pizza before class or for like 2.45 for the recession special at Grace Papaya and now look at us like we were sitting there just like ballers uh it, we didn't even really flinch when Irene was suggesting, hey, should we get dinner beforehand? Where should we go? Oh, P.S. Kitchen is near there. And of course, it's so, so fucking considerate of them because they were looking out for vegan spots that we could eat at so that I didn't have to be, you know, the vegan at a meat eating place trying to explain that to a waiter. I hate being that person. So they just, they were just so sweet and they automatically recommended vegan spots. So we went to to P.S. Kitchen. Food was delicious. But yeah, having that moment was so powerful for me because I was like, wow, yeah, we we used to not know if we were going to be able to eat. And now look at us eating. We're fucking eating. <laughs> and it was just awesome. And then and then to add 
to the perspective of going to see our classmate, our former classmate on Broadway. It was just wild. And then we met him outside the theater and we just screamed for him. And it was so funny because um, there was this audience member that kept saying to us, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous that you know someone in the show. Imagine how cool it is to know somebody in the show. And it's funny because after all of these years, I've kind of, in a way, become desensitized to knowing somebody in the show because I have so many friends on Broadway. But it's true. I had to take myself out of that and be like, no, bitch, like you used to, <laughs> you used to fantasize about being on Broadway and all of you did. And now look at how many people you know that are on Broadway just living that life. It's just incredible. So that was Monday. I was just Oh, I was just gushing. And then the fact that I was able to drive Irene back to her hotel um, in my car, in my own car, because I finally have a car now. Pandemic allowed me to get a car. And it's not a hoopty. Like, I've only ever had hoopties. But for the last, like, seven years, I didn't have a car. I was just bussing it everywhere or Ubering it everywhere. And now I have a car. Wednesday. All right. Wednesday. They had rescheduled at SOB's uh, the performance from India Sean. It was supposed to happen last week, but it was rescheduled for Wednesday. And so I w went back to the city and I got to see India Sean perform. And after the show, uh, oh, and she shouted me out during the show, which was so sweet. She follows me on Instagram, which don't even get me started on how gassed that makes me. But I met her at a songwriter, like a virtual songwriter conference. And I heard her speak and got to ask her questions. And then afterwards, she followed me. And like, when you follow me on Instagram, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you like me. Uh, <laughs> it's super pitiful. But uh, and I don't recommend that for anybody else. Um, so I went to go see her and she just absolutely killed it. Uh, SOBs um, has like the manager at SOBs has always been one of my favorite people in the world. Um, and at at the end of oh and then my friend Cassandra she walked up on me and she was like she oh my god and so we enjoyed the show together her cousin um came through and we just all were hanging out throughout the show and then at the end of the show I got to say hi to a fellow podcast host Asante who I did um we did like a high school career day thing years ago and so I it was great getting to see Asante again and then um. And then I, oh, and then I turned the corner and I saw my friends, Aaron Marcellus. Uh, I got to see my girl, Carla G. It was just like a big reunion. And I was so excited. And the, the only tragedy of this night was that India went back downstairs before I could actually like say hi and hug her and, and say that she did great. So India, if you're listening, you did great. After the show, of course, I had to stop by Jarrell's Better Burger. This is not sponsored by them. But just so you know, if you have not had Jarrell's Better Burger, I want you to mark the time of your life leading up to the point where you have Jarrell's Burger because you are never going to be the same. Uh, Jarrell's Burger is, Better Burger is uh, vegan food and it is the best fucking burger I've ever had in my life, vegan or non. So there's that. So I stopped by and... I was talking with one of the employees who happens to be an MC, and we were just like talking about performances and stuff. So it was just amazing getting to catch up with him and hear how he's been doing. 
And then I drove home. And then, uh, how to wait, how do I got to figure out the melody on that? There we go. Thursday. I'm trying to, <laughs> if you haven't caught on by now, I'm doing this thing song. Thursday. What was Thursday? Oh my gosh. What was Thursday? Thursday was the show at Arlene's Grocery. So I I went to Arlene's Grocery to see my former client, Mishti, who is like my family. Mishti and, um, and her partner, Alex Nolan, on who plays bass with Mishti uh, every time that they perform. But Alex happens to be on MJ on Broadway, um, MJ the Musical. She's playing guitar. She does the beat it solo and kicks fucking ass every single time. But I got to see Mishti and... I I really I need to make sure that I bring her on the show because I my jaw was on the floor the entire time throughout her performance. She did a rendition of Stranger of Moscow, Stranger in Moscow by Michael Jackson that just blew me away. Blew me away. Then my friend Alex Miller went and performed uh, a set and uh his band I believe is called Swift Swift tooth ta- cactus? Shit. I can't re- Fuck. I hope it's not a walrus. I think it's cactus. <laughs> it's one of those. One of those. I will put it in the show notes. But uh, anyway, he fucking kicked ass. It was just insane. They were so, so good. And it was like a really rock-filled night. So I made sure that by the- when I got back in the car, I was blasting, a, you know, Giants by Sponge and all of that. Also, before the show started, now this is all about the food, mind you, um, because I really, really, really miss New York vegan food. I stopped by Orchard Grocer, got the Monty, which is probably the best Italian hoagie version um, veganized that I've ever had. So, oh God, it, it was so good. Um, and then, yeah, and then I drove home and got ready for Friday, which would be my last trip out to New York. Last for now, at least. Um, Friday. All right. So Friday, I drove out to Brooklyn, but I made sure that I stopped in uh, Lower, I believe it was Lower East Side. Um, I stopped there first because I wanted to go to Spicy Moon. Spicy Moon is my favorite vegan Szechuan spot. Uh, I got some dry pepper tofu hot pot. So fucking delicious. Um, now mind you, I know you're like probably thinking like, girl, you're spending money left and right. Well, maybe you weren't thinking that, but Hey, I was thinking it throughout the week, but I definitely allocated the funds because your girl doesn't take vacations. Everyone, she does not take vacations. And so this week I really treated myself to, um, to a, like a a stay, a half staycation, half vacation. And I, I made sure I was like, listen, you're going to enjoy this week because, um, I can't, I can't say it yet, but things are about to get really, really, really hectic and busy in my life. And so I am going to be adulting hardcore and it was really important that I enjoyed myself this week. And 75% of my enjoyment consists of, uh, food. So, <laughs> so spicy moon did the trick. Then I stopped by confectionery NYC, um, and I made sure I got some macarons because, oh my God, their macarons are in, oh, they're so good. And I got some chocolate and then I drove to Flatbush and I went to King's Theater and I got to see my friends, Gypsy on guitar and Ashton Martin on vocals. And 
they were doing the respect sure uh respect sure respect tour <laughs> the show uh at King's Theater. They're going on a national tour this month and um their first location was Brooklyn and I swear to you they like every single singer in that show would just open their their mouth and notes would just fall out. It was insane. But what was so sweet is that I was sitting next to these four older gentlemen. One of them said to me during intermission, he was like, oh, do you know anybody in the show? And I said, yeah, I know these people. And they, I said, do you know anyone? And they said, no, we just drove out from Maryland because, you know, this is the music from our childhood. And he was like, it's bringing us right back. And then, of course, through the second half of the show, they had us all on our feet and they were on their feet and they were just clapping. And it was so sweet getting to see them have that moment of nostalgia um, and to know that my friends were helping to provide it. But after the show, we just we went upstairs and just loved on each other. Like all like I got to see all of my friends were there and um, we were just I was just so happy I was so happy. And it was really the perfect way to end the week was, you know, to congratulate Ashton as he came up the stairs and Gypsy went home like a punk. I'm going <laughs> to so mad at him. So mad at him. I haven't seen this man in like over two years and I didn't get to hug him. But um, but he did his thing and Ashton made sure I hugged him. I got to see my friends Sheldon and Oluteo and Illy and Cola and just like so many people. It was just, oh, it was all love. It was all love. And then after, yes, once more, I drove to Jarrell's Better Burger because I don't know the next time that I'll be in New York. And I was exhausted. Yeah. It was raining. Yeah. But I drove my ass to Jarrell's Better Burger and I got my OG burger with bacon and jalapenos and a side of fries. And that was that was it. And I drove back home. And Saturday, I ended up having a gig in Maryland, uh, my wedding gig. And it was with cats that I've never played with before. And they, if I had a wig to blow off, it would have blown off. It was the type of wedding gig that made me a better musician for having played with them. I can't even put into words. I cannot even put into words how badass these guys were. And that's my week. I, and mind you, I was like doing other client work throughout the day. So um, every day this week. So like while I talk about it being a staycation vacation, that's kind of, that's kind of uh, false advertising because I was still working throughout the days. <laughs> but the the reason why I felt that this was important enough to share via podcast was because I get to admit to myself that I miss my friends, you know, like I, I really, really miss my friends. I miss being able to just say hi to them and spend time with them and hang out with them and get loved on by them and love on them. Um, I am, I am someone who really, really loves being around their community and my community is one of the best around. And so at the end of each night, even though I could easily have been like, oh my God, I've been driving like five hours every single day and, you know, back and forth to New York, I've been, or complaining, oh my God, this is costing me so much money. Instead, I chose to focus on the fact that I, I have had so many lonely points 
Um, and feeling feeling really guilty about having lonely points because I'm living in this gorgeous apartment. Like, what do I have to be sad about? But the truth is that I do have something to be sad about every now and then, and it's that I miss my friends. But getting to see them this week and just getting to see all different types of groups of my friends, you know, the the kind of people that I would only really get to see all together in one room if I ever find a good man <laughs> so that I can get married and invite them to my wedding. Um, I really cannot, I I have, I, I, the, let me put it this way. The exhaustion that I'm feeling still has a smile on my face because I feel so recharged and renewed and reborn from having been around so much love and being able to hug my friends for an inappropriate amount of time. So if there is, if, if you're feeling lonely and if you miss your people, I really want to encourage you to reach out and reconnect with people because I feel like it's, it's, it might give you a part of your life back that you didn't even know you needed because that's definitely how I'm feeling right now. And um, I hope that you managed to get some type of value out of this episode. Uh, I know that it felt more like an audio journal entry maybe to you, but it was really important that I share this with you all because I feel like somebody's going to get something out of it. And I, I just hope that's you. But anyway, tune in next week because I have some wild, wild episodes coming through. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just fucking excited. And now I'm going to get my ass to a coffee shop and get some work done, plant my face into this laptop and just keep, keep pushing through because there's work to be done. All right, everyone. I will, I will see you next time. 